On September 28, 1953, a woman knocked on the door of the French Institute of Notre Dame de Sion in Kansas City, Missouri. When a nun answered, the woman explained that she was the aunt of Bobby Greenlease, a six-year-old student at the school, and that Bobby's mom had just suffered a heart attack and she needed to take the boy immediately. Except the woman was not Bobby's aunt, and his mother had not suffered a heart attack. Instead, Bonnie Hetty had just kidnapped the child. Now, of course, this strikes fear in the heart of any parent. It is the worst nightmare. The mere words, stranger danger, bring real terror. And while it's very rare for a child to be kidnapped, still it's something worth guarding against. And the problem is, with children and the way they reason, guarding against it is very difficult. Hi, I'm Scott Brown. I've got some ideas and stories. Come talk to me. Now, the reality is that the likelihood that a child will be abducted by a non-family member is small. So about 2,300 missing children uh, are reported each day, but less than 1% of these are abducted by strangers. So when we talk today, I want to talk with you about risk factors, about lures that children use, and about how to prevent it and how to talk with your children about it, not just once or twice, but five or eight or 12 times across the years. Risk factors collected by the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children uh, indicate the following. Uh, Attempted deductions occur more when a child is going to or from school. About 71% of attempted abductions occur during that time. School-aged children are at the greatest risk on school days before and after school from 7 to 9 a.m. and 3 to 4 p.m. And again, after dinner, 6 to 7 p.m., of course, these are the times that the children are out of the house going to and from school or playing with with, uh, neighborhood children. Third, attempted abductions most often occur on the street while children are playing, walking, or riding bikes. Fourth, younger children are more likely to be playing or walking with a parent or an adult, whereas school-aged children are more likely to be walking alone or with peers. So children prior to the age of about six, maybe seven, are more likely to be with an adult, whereas children six or seven to 12 or 13 are more likely to be out with peers. And then finally, according to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, attempted abductions of older children are the ones more likely to involve a sexual component. So we've seen uh, the numbers locally are somewhere around some children in the 11 to 12 range, but really the average age for children abducted for this purpose is closer to 15. There are lures that uh, abductors will use to, to get the child's attention. They may offer the child a ride. They may offer the child candy or sweets. They may ask the child questions. How do I get to this place? Or where does this person live? They may offer the child money. Or they may use an animal to interest the child. 
Now, we'll talk about this in a little bit more detail, or maybe uh, just again here in a minute, because I think it's so important. One of the things to realize is that a child of this age, very, very often, they're not able to connect that, that a mean person, that a scary person, that a dangerous person can be nice. So when a person is nice to them, then the child reasons this is not a dangerous person. And they don't, they're not able to, to reconcile those two. So we have to help them do that as we educate them and train them. And I'll talk more about that in, in a minute. When we talk about how to prevent this from happening, um, again, we want to really start young. We want to start certainly by the time the child's going to be out and about in the neighborhood, out in the front yard, out playing with friends. Uh, and then absolutely by the time they're old enough to ask permission to walk with friends a block up to the school or um, to be outside uh, closer to dark playing hide and go seek. We want to be very frank, not terrifying, but frank. We want to be direct. And boy, do we ever want to role play this. Maybe several times, maybe not just at home. Maybe you go to the park and you role play it at the park or you role play it on the street. Or maybe you um, talk with the child when you're walking up the street about what would happen if you were walking up here and mommy or daddy weren't with you and somebody pulled up and started talking to you. What would you do? And the correct answer is to run away and scream. That's the correct answer, run away and scream. And we want children to understand that adults do not need help from children. And that nice adults don't ask for help from children. They ask for help from other adults. So if they want help finding their puppy, or if they want help knowing where somebody lives or how to get somewhere, a, a nice adult will ask another adult. They won't ask a child. We can tell children that if you have to run, you can trust police officers. And maybe you can trust mommies with kids. Maybe that's a good sign, too. Now, years ago, we used to talk about children having a code word. And the code word was, you know, some word that only the child and the parent knew. So if some adult needed to pick the child up, then the child didn't know, that adult would have the code word and the child would know it was safe. Now, that's one, one of those things that maybe sounds okay, but as I review back over my career and my life with our three children, never, never once have I heard of someone who had to have a stranger pick up a child. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but boy, with the uh, safety factors in place, I think we really need to, to not count on that, not not use that. If, if we have to have a stranger pick up a child, we make sure that the school vets the stranger. We make sure that we can send a picture of the stranger to the school on our cell phone. We make sure that we're on the phone with the stranger when they pick the child up so they can hand the phone to the child and to the school official or the babysitter or whoever else. Really want to rely on more than just a code we let a child know that if an adult that you do not know approaches you in any way, even if they're nice, run and scream. Because you don't know that just because they're acting nice, that means that they're going to be nice. 
The research is very clear in this. We can train children in this and literally minutes later put them on a playground in a park and have an adult approach them. And very often the children who were just trained will follow that adult and do what the adult wants, you know, go off with the adult. Now, of course, in those cases, the adult is a safe person and we're just conducting an experiment. But it just very frequently, they still go off even if you've talked with them and trained them. And again, this is because their mind has a hard time reconciling nice person with bad person. Gavin DeBecker, who's a famous bodyguard who wrote The Gift of Fear, says that niceness is a decision, not a personality trait. And children can't comprehend that very well. So we tell them sometimes nice people are being nice so they can hurt you. And you don't know that and you can't know. So if any adult approaches you, you run. You run away get and scream if you, if you need to scream. Um and we role play that with them and we ask that about them, ask them about that. And we review that with them multiple times, multiple times. I remember in, I think it was 1999 in uh, Kansas city, Kansas, a, a young girl was kidnapped while she was roller skating right outside her home. And he waited, I think in a van, I think he got her attention. She turned to him, he grabbed her and took off with her. And, you know, all it took was for him to get her attention. Here's a nice guy that's talking to me. And our idea would be, of course, if a nice person you don't know talks to you, you run away. I appreciate you taking the time to come talk to me. I'm Scott Brown. I'll talk to you soon. Dr. Brown is a licensed psychologist. This show focuses on general parenting advice. If you are concerned that your child might have a mental or emotional illness, please seek help. Your pediatrician's office is a great place to start. Come Talk to Me is by Priority Care Productions. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. To learn more, visit pcpeds.com or see the show notes in the episode description. Thank you for joining us and join us again next week for Come Talk to Me.